This is BC Worldwide, a podcast of overseas instruction and counseling. We tell the stories of God's grace around the world through biblical counseling. I'm your host, Andrew Rogers. Dr. Ernie Baker has served the church for several years as a pastor and professor, and I am grateful to call him friend. He currently serves at First Baptist Jacks in Jacksonville, Florida, and has recently joined me in the ministry of OIC as our director of training. I recently caught up with him at the 2022 ACBC Annual Conference in Memphis, Tennessee. Ernie, it's good to be with you. It's wonderful to be with you. And uh, so introduce yourself, if you would. Uh, so my name's Ernie, uh, Ernie Baker, and my wife is Rose. Uh, we have six children, very thankful for each one of them, and five are married, and we have 11 grandchildren. Um, very thankful for our family, and we've been in ministry 42 years. Uh, coming up this December, it will be 42 years uh, completed in ministry, and right now serving as the pastor of counseling and discipleship at First Baptist Church in Jacksonville, uh, where Heath Lambert is the senior pastor. And I'm about to go into a part-time position uh, so that I can uh, do OIC uh, more with devote more energy to, to OIC. And I am very happy with that decision. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit in the years of, of being in ministry, what different roles and what, what capacities have you been in ministry? Well, that's, uh, that's a lot, a lot to recap now, 42 years, but, uh, I'll give you the nickel version. So I've served as a pastor and, then was really burdened for people problems, always interested in that subject of people and why people struggle and counseling issues, even way back in seminary. So that eventually led to doing a doctorate at Westminster Seminary. And if people know John Street, he actually was my roommate during the doctoral years. Uh, so when a position became open at uh, Masters, uh, when Stuart Scott moved to go to uh, Southern to start the counseling degree at Southern, uh, John contacted me to come teach out at Masters. And so I taught on campus there for 12 years and loved it and uh, thought about that as just training future people for ministry and a wise investment of time. And, and now I'm still involved as the chairman of the undergraduate bachelor's degree so i consider involvement with masters a real blessing and just love the masters university and everything we're trying to accomplish there and see what we're doing here with oic is just the same type of thing of now how how can we do the same thing worldwide how important has uh, biblical counseling training been to you in particular to your pastoral ministry I was just talking to somebody else about that. A pastor was just asking me how biblical counseling uh, could affect his preaching. And uh, that that's fresh on my mind. So I'll just talk about that a little bit. But doing biblical counseling uh, training just changed the whole way. And actually being involved personally with people changed the whole way I did preach. Uh, so preaching for hearts and not just heads and preaching for life change. Um, biblical counseling taught me to love people more as a pastor and 
really be involved in their lives and shepherd them well. I can't even imagine pastoral ministry without biblical counseling. It's just so intertwined with what it means to be a pastor is to do soul care. And how important have you seen just in that training as well in being able to come alongside uh, the people in your church, not just from a shepherding aspect of helping care for their needs and the issues they're going through, but also in helping shape their own ministries? Um, well, everything we did, I spent a lot of years in Virginia and we loved our years in Virginia, uh, pastoring a church right near Virginia Tech. And some of the people that were trained there are still involved in shepherding other people. It became really apparent to me as a solo pastor that if I was going to take shepherding seriously, I could not do it all, you know, even a church of 200 or 250 people, I couldn't do it all by myself. And it became really apparent early on, I've got to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And they... Uh, there were some people that just caught a vision for that, and I'm thankful because they're still involved in caring for people 25 years later now. So biblical counseling, soul care, the idea of caring for souls was shaped the whole way I have done pastoral ministry, and then which involves equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry. You alluded to this a little while ago, just talking about uh, interest in or thinking about OIC. As you thought about getting involved, what, what is it about being involved with OIC that attracted you and determined at some point you decided, hey, this is what I want to do? That is very easy to answer uh, because the Great Commission and I equate the Great Commission with biblical counseling that making disciples and doing so intensive discipleship is biblical counseling and fulfilling the great commission of creating more worshipers around the world people who want to live god glorifying lives and you do that by becoming a follower of christ so that that's what oic does is we're training people around the world how to be god glorifiers and fulfill the great commission and but it's strategic in that we're hitting church leaders. So every pastor around the world that we're training, we might be wherever it is around the world, every, for every church leader, we might be influencing 200 people. And if we hit somebody at the academic level, while they're still early on in their pastoral training, uh, we are having even more impact for the Great Commission. So in other words, um, you don't have an endless life. You have a, a period of time and you want to make the most use of it by impacting the most people around the world. That is exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. One life to invest. want to max it out for the Lord. That's great. So as you think about the ministry, well, I guess first, uh, just share a little bit about what you do with OIC. Uh, I'm thankful to be the director of training. And what that means right now is directly overseeing the academic programs. And I'm getting to know what's going on with the uh, seminaries around the world. Uh, we have nine, I think, currently with about nine more that are interested. And that is amazing to dialogue with them and 
talk about the potential of training their, their students. And then in the future, I'll be helping with the CLTs and um, just help with uh, philosophy of training and uh, raising up well-equipped teachers, curriculum development. So I'm strange, but those are all things I love to do. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's good because we need you to do them. Uh, <laughs> so as you think about it, there's, there's particular issues certainly that pertain in particular to training internationally. Uh, maybe sometimes we just take for granted when we're training domestically. Mm-hmm. And so thinking to some of the conversations you and I have had, even as we talk about like standards and um, other things of that nature, can you speak to just some of the some of the details that are involved when it comes to training and equipping pastors and ministry leaders in a foreign context? Yeah, that is uh, it's a really interesting subject. So I'll just use one illustration of you know, one thing I've learned is I ha- we have to train people of the authority of the Bible over culture, that culture doesn't have authority over the Bible. The Bible has authority over culture. And I'm thinking of cultures that are like uh, saving face type cultures. And I've learned that they they don't do conflict resolution very well. Uh, because they're so concerned about what mom and dad are going to think or what the previous generations are going to think. And so they tend to sweep things under the rug. And for people taking biblical conflict resolution classes, one of the issues they have to grapple with is, okay, my this is really people-pleasing at the heart, and I'm going to have to learn to allow the Bible, have the Bible be the authority here and not my culture be the authority. And I think that's interesting to look at all around the world to see how culture shapes practices in churches. And the pastors don't even realize how much they're being shaped by their culture. We have the privilege then of going in and teaching them the inerrant word of God that is over culture and should be shaping culture instead of the other way around. What does it take for us to train and equip pastors and ministry leaders through an academic program. What does it take for us to do that? Um, so, I mean, there's finances. So, uh, you know, we need supporters that have a vision. Um, you know, most of these schools around the world, they can't hire full-time faculty. And that's why they're looking to us to have people that are already academically qualified and we can go and bless them internationally but that takes finances so we need finances Uh, we want to shape the whole person so to train a future counselor or a pastor who's going to do soul care i think of it as four c's and we want to give them rigorous biblical content we want to have high academic quality and expectations Uh, We want to work on character, so the inner person, and how do we help them grow in their own personal sanctification. And then I think of competencies. Uh, They need skills. So to be a counselor, they have to actually know how to ask questions. They have to know how to build relationships. And then we want to teach them the importance of church community and that the local church is God's mechanism for reaching the world. So 
those four C's shape my training philosophy. And that's what I hope we can be doing around the world is uh, training well-equipped pastors and church leaders who their, their whole person has been shaped by biblical thinking. So that's financial resources. And then, yeah, you were, you mentioned earlier just about the fact, you know, that we need professors, but we need, we want professors of a particular grouping. Uh, we want them to have particular characteristics and uh, uh, wanting those who are practitioners. Yes. Uh, you know, those who have actually sat down, opened their copy of God's word and had to have addressed it to the difficulties and the struggles and the trials of the people in their church. Yeah. Uh, and then at the same time, though, and this is where sometimes the rub comes, is we can we can have great people who are great practitioners of it, but they don't have the proper academic degree That's right. that allows for us to use them in some of the seminaries and Bible colleges. Um, so we're also looking for those who have the academic requirements met uh, and have the right degrees. Um, do we have a lot of those? <laughs> so we're always looking for people to uh, help us and it's just growing uh, post COVID now as things are opening, continuing to open up, uh, we have an increasing number of schools. So and another thing I'd add to the list there is ACBC type of commit, uh, doctrinal commitments. So we're looking for people with academic qualifications who are practitioners. I call it case wisdom. Mm -hmm. So they've developed case wisdom of how to use scripture. So uh, the Puritans called them soul care doctors. So we want soul care doctors who have ACBC type of doctrinal commitments. And so if we have nine schools and the average per school, the average is, is roughly, it's anywhere from three to four weeks mm -hmm. a year. So we're, we're looking at 27 to 36 professors yes. that we need to send out every single year. That's right. And, and now nine more schools that are dialoguing with us about potentially being involved. It, you would almost so please pray for us. Yeah, you would almost <laughs> think that uh, you know we need somebody full time <laughs> doing this job. Well, so, maybe sometime. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, again, I think that's the weight of it all. I think as we continue to um, recognize and and just measure the uh, the great need that's out there. I mean, it, you know, I think as if you're like me, the great requests that we have, we recognize we don't have the resources to meet all the requests. Uh, but that, that that's sometimes disheartening, but at the same time, it's really encouraging mm -hmm. because it's just amazing the growing number of churches that are recognizing that this is really important and I need it. Yes. The solutions that have been offered to me uh, by the world and that we have even been making use of, we are realizing is vain yes. and empty. And we need to know how to do this biblically. And so there's a constant desire and need for that. So that's encouraging. Yes. And then the discouraging side is, is just recognizing limitations yeah. and the difficulties with that. And what I'm sensing both in our country and around the world is in our country people, it's easy to engage people about our country and people say it's going the wrong direction. But around the world, people are saying something's wrong. Something's not, something's not right. And they're looking for answers. And even in the short time I've been with OIC, 
as I've talked to leaders or communicated with leaders around the world, they are really desperate for help. Like some of these countries are war-torn countries. There are people who have been through very dramatic events. Uh, they have churches that have been closed down by Muslims and their pastors are looking for help. And how do we minister to people who have been, have seen loved ones shot in front of them? So people are around the world are just sensing something's not right and we've got to give people help. So we have a very good opportunity, don't we? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great time to be a biblical counselor. <laughs> and that it is. Uh, you know, Ernie, I've always pr uh, appreciated you as a brother and friend in the Lord. And uh, I'm certainly excited uh, to, I think we've always been fellow workers yes. uh, from a distance and now to be fellow workers a little bit closer. And so it's a great joy and I'm certainly excited uh, to have you on board. I'm excited just to see what the Lord's going to do. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it's always, we've talked, I had, you know, we've had people on here and, and you've had many of conversations with the people you've trained and the excitement when they open up the word, they minister that word, they see the life change. Amen. And that's greatly exciting. And at the same time, it's exciting from a, from a training point of view to go in and to spend time with pastors and to watch pastors change. Yes. And to watch the confidence in their the scriptures, the Bible they have in their hands. It just comes alive. Yeah, it just comes alive. They realize the relevancy of God's word to deal with those issues. And then they've grown in that, like you said, that competency. And so they engage in those relationships with courage and confidence that they hadn't had before. And then they get to experience watching it change their yep. people's lives. And then as they equip them to do that, they get that experience as well. And, and again, we see then Ephesians 4 take place where the church is growing itself up in love as they're speaking the truth in love. And yep. so that's just an encouraging thing to be a part of. It is. So how exciting. Can, how can we be praying for you, Ernie? Well, um, I think um, just continuing to get to know the seminaries and building relationships with people around the world. I love doing that. I'm looking forward to going to Ethiopia and Uganda, Lord willing, in January. And um, so people can pray for just good relationship building trips there. And uh, then wisdom for the future with just what does time investment with OIC look like in the future? Well, again, Ernie, appreciate you. Appreciate you as a brother. Appreciate you as a fellow worker. Appreciate your ministry over the years and look forward to seeing how the Lord's going to use you in the future. Thank you very much. This is BC Worldwide, a podcast of overseas instruction and counseling. You can learn more about the stories of God's grace around the world at bcworldwide.org. If you'd like to know more about the ministry of OIC, go to our website at discoveroic.org. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you'd like to receive regular updates on God's grace through biblical counseling, please sign up to be an OIC Insider by clicking the Pray button on our website. You may also give, invest in the efforts of OIC through our website by clicking the Give button. I'll share more with you about God's grace next time at BC Worldwide.